Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. Matthew's the 12th chapter, that is. Uh, I want to talk to you today about division, division. Uh, the 12th chapter of Matthew, let's get right into it here. Uh, the 12th chapter of Matthew in verse number uh, 22. Look at what the word of the Lord is saying here. Uh, uh, then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil. They brought that one to Jesus. Uh, blind and dumb. And he healed them. Insomuch that the blind and the dumb both spake and saw. So they brought two people to Jesus. One was blind. Uh, and the other one uh, was possessed with a devil. One with the devil, and then one was blind. Well, let me read it again. Then, then was brought unto, unto him one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb. There it is. Okay. And he healed him, insomuch that the blind and the dumb uh, both spake. So when I look at this analogy here that Jesus is putting forth, uh, blindness, all these different diseases, they're really not of God. These diseases and stuff that attack our body, they are from the devil. God, the Lord, don't want anybody to be blind. The Lord do not want anybody to be possessed with a devil. Or, or, or You see a person that can't speak, that's a dumb spirit. That, that spirit didn't come from God. These sickness and diseases come from the devil, from the pits of hell. Okay, so you have to understand that. Okay, so the Lord spoke to this one that was, uh, had these demons, uh, this blind demon and this dumb demon. Okay, y'all get that? And the Lord healed them in so much that the blind eyes came open and the dumb would begin to speak. Okay, and verse 23 says, And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? When they saw Jesus perform that great miracle, that miraculous miracle of opening the eyes of the blind and speaking to that dumb and uh, uh, deaf demon, and his tongue just uh, uh, began to get free again where he can speak. When they saw that, they were amazed. You know, uh, sometimes we are just amazed at the things that God has done or is doing. And they said one to another, it's not this David's son. Sometimes we tend to look at people more than we are looking at God. Let's not, let's not, brothers and sisters, let's not. I know we do sometimes, but I want to warn you and caution you. Don't think too highly of the man that's in charge of your of your soul or the man that's over the congregation then you should because all that he's doing is in the name of the Lord so let's let's remember and always see the bigger picture okay that, that the whole thing is about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so here the people said when they saw uh, Jesus open the eyes of the blind and, and, and the dumb speak they were amazed and they said it's not this the son of David they were looking more at David's son than looking at the operation of God's spirit. 
sometimes we look more at what man is doing than we're looking at what God is doing through the man. We, we have to keep our priorities straight. It's about God. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Always, always keep God centered. And so when they say, is not this David, son? Is that this the son of David who we just saw uh, perform this operation here? In verse 24 said, but when the Pharisee heard it, they said, this fellow do is cast out devils by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. Now, notice now, the Pharisee really were one that didn't have a lot of respect for Jesus, none at all. So they, they didn't even recognize him as the son of God. They just said, notice what the Pharisee, when they saw it, they said, this fellow. They, they didn't even say David grandson. They, they, you know, they, they didn't even give him that type of respect. They just said, this fellow. Jesus is more than a fellow. He, he's just more than a somebody. You know, Jesus, Jesus is the greatest gift that, that, that God ever gave to humanity. But the Pharisee referred to him as this fellow. Uh, do is cast out devils by Beelzebub, the prince of devils, which he was not doing it by Beelzebub. He, we'll see it as we go further into the text. Verse 25 says, And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, and he know their thoughts, he know your thoughts, he know what we're thinking right now. Jesus knew their thoughts and they said and said unto them, Every kingdom that's divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. So this is what Jesus is saying to the scribe, to the Pharisees here. He said, every city, every city, every house that divided against itself, that house shall not stand. Well, I'm talking about division on today, brothers and sisters, because when I take a look at our world today, it, 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 you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know and understand that our world today is more divided than it ever has been. You know, uh, uh, division has always been, we always been divided uh, along the line when it came down to issue. But today, brothers and sisters, we are more divided than we have ever been in the history of this nation. So he's talking about division here. So Jesus said, a city or a house divided against itself, that house shall not stand. Our nation can't go on uh, divided like this. It can't go on long divided like this. Some want it this way. Some want it that way. You hear some say, I, I, I heard both sides saying, I'm not being uh, political today. I don't want to get into politics today. But I've heard people say, we want the best for the American people. And then the other side, well, we want the best for the American Well, what American people are you talking about? So we got saying like we got two American people. We, but, but there should be only one American people. So one side said, we want best for the American people. Well, who are you speaking for? Then the other side say the same thing. But what they think is best for the American people, they got one side think this is best for all, and the other side reject what they think best for all. Man will never know what's best for the American people. 
what they what they're trying to present is what they think is best, what I think is best, what you think is best, and what I think is best may not be the best. What you think is best may not be the best. The only body knows what's best for all of us is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why this nation cannot stand. Uh, uh, and uh, to continue to go on to be a divided nation very long like it is uh, because of being divided, it caused a lot of things. Take a look at what's going on in our world, all the chaos, the tearing down of statues, the burning of cities, the, the, the burning up of buildings, and even not only just burning up white folks' buildings, they burn up black folks' buildings. So this, this thing here is, is, is bigger than some of us can really imagine, the division, uh, the divide that's among us. So if we continue to be divided, we will eventually destroy ourselves. So look at what Jesus is saying here. Every city or house that is divided against itself shall. Now, he said there's a possibility. He said it shall not stand. America cannot stand, continue to go on on the path down the road that we are on. It cannot stand that. It got to come to a halt. And Jesus then went on and said, if Satan casts out Satan, uh, he is divided against himself. How shall his kingdom stand? And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judge. So what the Lord is saying here, uh, look, the vision has always been the scribe, the Pharisee had a problem with Jesus healing the sick. Open the eyes of the blind, letting the dumb speak. They had a problem with Jesus, and there was a divide. You see where I'm going here shortly. There's a great divide. It was a divide in Jesus' day. But this, I want you to understand what's bringing about the divide. People say, we all so divided. We all, why are we divided? Why? What, what bring about the divide? You will see it when we get here, get on down a little bit further. We are divided, brothers and sisters, today. Basically, because of good and evil, right and wrong, good versus evil. Let's go a little bit further. You'll see where we're coming at. Now, Jesus said we are divided. The divide, we're divided because of beliefs, our belief. We're divided because of religion. We're divided because of uh, per, this person believes this way and another one believes that way. One believe that uh, 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 that we have a, a right to life, and somebody else believe that you don't have a right to life. So we're divided along those lines. It's because of beliefs, okay? But what? How can we correct this? We have to go to the Word of God and take a look at the Word of God and and see what God said about whatever it might be. But, but if we don't believe in the Word of God, then we left to fend for ourselves, to, to lead ourselves and believe, uh, find answers among ourselves. And our answers that we draw from ourselves may not necessarily agree with what God said in his Word. So let's go a little bit further to the book of St. Luke. Look at what the Lord is saying here. The book of St. Luke, the, the 12th chapter, and come down to verse number 49. We're dealing with a division on today. 
the Lord said in verse number 49, 12, 49, he said, I am come to send fire on earth, and what will I if it be already kindled? So what is the Lord saying here? The Lord said, I came to set fire on earth, and that's what, that's what the, the things of God does. When you talk about it, everybody don't love Jesus, brothers and sisters. You have to understand that. Everybody don't love Jesus. Reading from the uh, Amplified book, it said, I have some, I have come to cause fire up on earth, and how I wish that it was already kindled. So what Jesus is saying, I came to set fire to this world, not not physically burn it up, not burn it up with just physical fire, but 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 the things of God, my teaching, my doctrine, my Father's will, my Father's spirit, what what my Father wants you to know, this type of fire is going to burn up the hearts of men and women who's on the opposing side, and that's what's going on right now. You got good versus evil, and the good things of God is setting on fire the heart of men and women, and they are opposing the things of God. They are opposing the word of God. They are opposing the truth of God. They want to live out their own life, their own destiny, the way that they want to. But God said, Jesus said, I came to set fire on this earth, and how I wish that it was already kindled. Coming back to King James Version. Listen to what he said. I am come to set fire on the earth. And what will I if it be already kindled? Verse 50 said, But I have a baptism to be baptized with. There it is right there. And how am I straightened uh, till it be accomplished? I can't wait till my baptism get in place. I can't wait till my doctrine, the things that God has put into Father, my heart the, uh, uh, is implemented. This is what Jesus is saying. I have a baptism. And the baptism that Jesus is talking about is when men and women are filled with the Spirit of God. When they are filled with the Holy Ghost. When they are infused with God thinking. When they are infused with God almighty understanding and wisdom. This is what Jesus said. I'm trying to bring to you God's will for you. And I can't wait until it's accomplished. I can't wait till somebody is baptized in the Spirit of God so they can think like God, so they can walk like God, they can be like God and be all that God wants them to be. This is what Jesus said. This is what I'm trying to bring to planet Earth that man is rejecting. This is what this is what is all about. This is the, the divide. The, the divide is good versus evil. Let's go on just a little bit further. He said, uh, suppose ye that I, verse 51 says, suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth. Everybody said, Jesus came to bring peace on earth, but the peace that he came to bring, man don't want it. He did come to bring peace, but to the one that don't want it is not peace. You can even try to make peace with people, with your friends, naturally speaking. You can try to make peace and try to have a peaceful relationship with your friend, with your family. But, you know, it's not peace if they not want it. If they do not want it, then it's not peace. So Jesus said, do you think that I am come to bring peace on earth? I tell you, nay, but division. I came to bring division. And division 
is here today is here because of God's will, is here because of God's word, is here because of God's standard. So Jesus, I came to bring, now this is a spiritual thing that we're dealing with. This is a spiritual divide. He said, I came to bring the vision. Check this out. And he went on and prophesied in verse number 52. He said, from, from, for from henceforth there shall be five in one house divided. Three against two and two against three. Jesus prophesied that from henceforth, going forward, that there are going to be five people in a household, three against two and two against three. He prophesied this. So if you notice, every household that was ever brought up, if it's two members, three members, you got to be very, very careful that somebody in that house not going to believe like you, that somebody in that house going to be a rebel. Somebody in the house going to be a, what we call black sheep of the family. Somebody is going to be so odd. Somebody going to be so weird. Somebody going to be so extreme to the left or to the right that he's not going to be like the rest of the folks in the family. Jesus prophesied that, that always, every family, you, 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 you never probably will find one whole entire family where they are all just alike. They're going to be different. Somebody going to be this way. Somebody going to want to wear drip locks and never comb their head again. Somebody going to be, they're just going to be different. Okay, and so this is what the Lord is saying. Not that I'm saying anything wrong with dreadlocks or anything like that, but I'm saying that it's going to be a divide in these families. People are going to take on different personalities, different spirit. It's always going to be different thinking. You think that one should go to school, work hard, get a job, and provide for your family. There's going to be another school of thought there. Well, just go out and steal all you can steal. So there's going to be a divide divide within every family. Everybody's not going to have the right train of thought. And Jesus prophesied that this is what it's going to be. You can see it in your own family that some of your children going to the left or going with whatever way they went. They're going to be a divide. And so we have to pray. It's very, very important that we as uh, uh, men and women pray for our family, pray for our children, that our children grow up and, and, and hope they get some of your teaching, some of your training, and be some of what you are. Or, or, or do some of the things that you believe that's right and good for them as a person. It won't take on all of your attributes. No, not at all. But at least we pray that they uh, uh, take on some of our attributes, okay? Listen to what he said. From henceforth, uh, Shelby, uh, uh, verse number 53 said, The father shall be divided. Uh, against the son, and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter, the daughter against the mother, the mother-in-law, there is a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Look, there's going to be a divide. We have to wake up and realize what the devil is really trying to do to us as a people and fight against these old dividing spirits and let's work together, brother and sister, to be all that we can be, to be all that God will have us to be. The devil will have all of us divided, and if we're divided, we get nowhere. You understand what I'm saying? We get nowhere divided. Remember the old saying where they said, 
Oh, the old cliche says that divide and conquer. That's a true saying. If you can get two people thinking alike, if you can get him against her, if you can get her against him, then there, there's there the divide is. So they're not going to get nowhere good uh, fast. They're not going to make a whole lot of progress. They may achieve a few things, but not the thing that they could achieve if they both put aside their differences and agree on one common good. They'll go further down the road. But Jesus prophesied that the father going to be against the son, the son going to be against the father, the mother going to be against the daughter, the daughter going to be against the mother, the daughter-in-law going to be against the mother-in-law, the mother-in-law going to be against the daughter-in-law, and there you have the great divide. Our world is messed up right today because of division. But brothers, I want to encourage you today, work together. Work together with your husband. Work together with your wife. Work together with your family that you can achieve more in your family. You can achieve more in life working together than you can and being a rebel. Some people pride themselves in being a rebel. Oh, I'm a revolutionary. They just want to just go, just go against the grain. You can get more done working together than you can stirring up stuff. And that's the truth. You can take it to the bank. You can get more done. So Jesus talking about the vision. Look at our world. We can go further together than we, uh, as a nation than we can divide it as a nation. We let these things that we're dealing with, race divide us, race uh, 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 discrimination and uh, prejudice uh, divide us, and these things are only to stop us from making progress. All right, let's go just a little bit further. I want you to understand that we're dealing with division today because Jesus said there was going to be division. There was division in their day and time, and there are division in our day and time. Check this out. Check this out. All right. He said that the mother-in-law is going to be against the daughter-in-law, the father-in-law against the son, and the son against the father. They're just going to be divided. It don't have to be. If, if, if people will put honor where honor should be, respect where respect should be, then this will alleviate a whole lot of confusion. But we're, we're living in a day and time where when honor is no longer uh, uh, anything. People just don't honor their parents. They don't respect their mother. They don't respect their father. They don't, the respect is just, it's not a nice word anymore. You know, we're getting away from honor and respect, and this is going to cause the divide. Why should you talk to your mother that way? Why should you talk to your parents that way? Respect and honor is, a, is going away. If we restore things back to where it should be, then the divide will be lesser. Let's go a little bit further with, if we will. Look at, now, Jesus prophesied that. Let's go to the book of Corinthians, Corinthians, the first chapter. Look at that. First Corinthians, the first chapter, and verse number, uh, well, I said 10, but I want to go up just a little bit higher. If you got the first Corinthians, the first chapter, go up a little bit higher with me, okay? All right, check this out. Uh, I'm going to look at verse number four. I'm going to read down. Uh, because I got one other scripture I'm going to get deal with, then I'm going to let you go. First Corinthians 1 and 4, I'm going to read down to 10. He said, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God, which is given you by Jesus Christ. 
Paul was a person that he was so grateful to his uh, uh, his followers, his his parishioners, so those people that follow him. He said, I thank God always on your behalf, and I I, I do too. I, sometimes people just don't know how appreciative you are of them. You know, and sometimes maybe I don't know, they just don't understand. But Paul said, I thank God always on your behalf for the grace of God, which is given you by Jesus. I'm so glad that some of you know the Lord and some of you have received God's spirit. And you understand God and you have that hunger and thirst in your heart for God. I thank God for you. They, they want to do the God thing. They want to want to be uh, uh, in the will of God. Want to be saved in these last and evil days. I, I, I appreciate that. Well, everybody don't feel that way. But verse number five said that in everything you are enriched by Him in all utterance and in all none. I thank God. Paul said, I, I thank God, and I always want you as an individual to be enriched. I want you to be blessed by God. I want God to just just bless you every which way that you need to be blessed in. In all other, in all knowledge, every area of your life, I want you to be enriched. See, some people, they're not enriched. They're, they're very poor. When it comes down to the things of God, some of them are very poor. They, but what I mean about that is they just don't know the things of God. But Paul said, I want you to be enriched by him in, 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 in all things, all other, in, in all knowledge. In verse 6 says, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. So the testimony of Jesus Christ, Paul said, was confirmed in your life. I thank God for the testimony of Jesus Christ that was confirmed in my life one day. I received that testimony. It's confirmed that I received it uh, in, in my life, and I'm so glad about that today. And you are, you received the testimony of Jesus Christ, and it was confirmed in you that you received. See, many folks, it wasn't confirmed that they received it because their life shows it. Their action shows it that the testimony of Jesus Christ was not received. But I pray today, brothers and sisters, I pray that you receive this testimony of Jesus Christ into your life. Going on a little bit further, verse number 7 says, So that ye come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 8, who shall also confirm you unto the end? See, I received the testimony of Jesus Christ, and he said, who shall also confirm you unto the end? We want to be confirmed. It's very important that you are confirmed. If I could use another word there in place of confirm, I say validated. I once had a man once, uh, I thought a lot of, and he came to me and he had told me, he said, uh, uh, Pastor Johnson, I need you to validate me. I need you to validate me. And I looked at him, and I understood where he was coming from. It was very important to him. He needed that. He wanted that. I need you to validate me. And by you validating me, this would, this would let the people see that I have your approval uh, of, of in doing what I'm doing. And they'll, they'll receive what I'm doing uh, better than they're receiving it right now if you would validate me. So validation is very important. And this is what Paul is saying. The Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you unto the end. I, I want God Almighty to uh, validate me, and I thank him for that he has validated me, and he will continue to validate you and I until the end, that we may be blameless 
in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Keep on validating us, Lord. Keep on confirming us, Lord, uh, until the end that when we stand before you, we will be blameless and harmless, the sons and daughters of God. Look at verse number nine. God is faithful. Brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that one clause right there. You got a comma behind that. God is faithful. That one thing you need to understand, if you don't understand nothing else in this divided world, God is faithful. I believe that with all my heart and soul, mind and strength, that God is faithful. God will come through just like he said he will. If God said it, he going to do it. If God promised it, it's going to come to pass. Why? Because God is faithful. He is a God of his word, brother. He is not like man. Man will say things and they will not come through. Man sometimes cannot and will not deliver many times on purpose. Sometimes because they just can't. But God is not like that. If God said it, he will do it. It will come to pass. Many times I read the scripture from pages to page and cover to cover, and I see different little symptoms that and it came to pass. God said it a long time ago. And then it said, and it came to pass, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. God is faithful, brother. If God said it, will come to pass. He is faithful by whom ye were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. God is faithful, and by whom you are called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. Look at that verse number 10. Here we are. We're at verse number 10. He said, now I beseech you, brethren. Now this is Paul as he's talking to the Corinthian church. This is an appeal. This is an appeal for unity. And, and, and I think that churches everywhere, families everywhere, we need to strive more to appeal for unity. We, we've been divided too long. But Paul is uh, making an appeal here today uh, uh, to the Corinthian church. He said, brother, I beseech you, I, I, I beg of you, I, I, I plead with you, brethren, uh, by the name of our Lord uh, Jesus Christ that you speak the same thing and that there be no division there it is among you uh, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Paul wanted the Corinthian church. He said, brother I beseech you, I'm pleading with you to let there be no division among you. So look, we as church folk, we as Christian, we as believers in the body of Christ, we ought to at least come together on what God said, if God said it, I believe it, and you should also. And there shouldn't be no division about the things that the Lord and Savior has said. And so this is what Paul is saying. He said, I, I, I'm making this appeal, brother and sister, that there, there be no division among you. And that there's that division not only in the world today, there's division inside of our churches. There's division with the Christian. We as Christians, we, we can't even get along together. We are divided ourselves. It shouldn't be. You love Jesus. I love Jesus. We all I love Jesus. Why can't we get along? We shouldn't fight one another. We should love one another. There, there should be there should be a supernatural strength, supernatural love for brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know I, I am for you, and you should be for me. That's the way God wants to be. Uh, anything that's going to help you, I want you to have it. Anything that's good for me, you should wish the will of God that I get it. And this is what Paul is saying here today. 
He said, brothers and sisters, I, I, I pray that you all speak the same thing and that there be no division among you. I want you to prosper. I want you to be in hell. There's nothing good in life that, 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 uh, that, uh, that you need that I wouldn't wish that you could get. If, if, if it's a car, if it's a house, if it's finance, if it's money, if you need it, brother, I, I hope God just send it your way. Sister, if you need it, I hope God just, just pour it on you. That's the way we should feel toward one another. There shouldn't be jealousy and envy and strife in our heart toward one another. We should wish the best for our fellow man, our brothers and our sister. We should wish the best for them. And this is what Paul is trying to say to the Corinthian church. Uh, He's making this appeal for unity. He said, I pray that there be no division among you, uh, that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Oh, but listen to what he said in verse number 11. Check this out. For it has been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Choli, that there are contention among you. So Paul said, I heard it. I heard from the other brethren that, that there are, that there are, there have been contention among you. Why? Why? We are all brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. We should, there shouldn't be no contention. Uh, one thing I, I can say, uh, I, at one time I was of a different persuasion. But I have a friend, I have a pastor friend, uh, about Pastor Franklin. I can say that this morning. We was traveling one time and we were having a conversation. He was of another religion. Okay, Pastor Franklin said to me, he said, Brother Jones, one thing, I, I thank God for you. I can say one thing about you. You can see past religion. You can see past, uh, you know, array, all these things, and we can fellowship. We can have church. We can speak love to one another. We can get along with one another. And I agree with him. I said, sure we can. I, I, I don't care what denomination you are. If you love Jesus, you're all right with me. I, I don't care if you're Catholic. I don't care if you Church of Christ. I don't care if you non-denominational. If you love Jesus, we're on the same ball team. That's all. It, that's that's just the bottom line, and that's the way it should be. And so what I'm saying here, he said, and that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. And that's the word of God. See, when it comes down to the word of God, whatever God said, that's it. That's it. So if here's a group over here, if you love Jesus, I just want to know, do you love the Lord? Now, if you don't love Jesus, we got a problem. That's all. That's the bottom line. If you don't love Jesus, there's a great problem. There's a divide right there. But if you love Jesus and you have another whatever it might be, we own the same ball team. You just got to love Jesus and believe in the word of God. He said, I heard that there was some contention among you. And, and the contention was they were, they were debating about different uh, uh, ministry. That goes on a little bit further. I'm almost done. Now, our country is divided. I want you to understand it always has been divided. It always will be divided. Uh, it has been divided since the beginning of time. Our country has been divided since the beginning of time. Go all the way back to uh, uh, the Garden of Eden when the devil was there and Satan was there and the Eve, Adam and Eve was there. There was a divide right then and there. And they go back even further than that. It goes all the way back to heaven itself where God Almighty was on the throne and Satan was divided. He, they, the half of heaven was cast out because there was a division between God and Lucifer. He wanted to take over heaven so he had to go. Division started 
in heaven, but the vision had to go. And he was cast out to earth, and the Bible said, Walk to the inhabitants of the earth, because I saw Lucifer fall from heaven, and it been held down here ever since. And it's going to continue to be held until Jesus come and clean up this mess. Listen to what he said right here in St. John, the seventh chapter. Look at this right here. Jesus says something here in St. John. The book of St. John, the seventh chapter, and notice what the Lord is saying. St. John, the seventh chapter, and verses number, uh, let's see, verse number 38. Check this out. It always been a division. It always will be until Jesus come and clean this mess up. St. John 7 and verse 30. Uh, well, let's look at verse 37. Read down. In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty today. I, I, I've been thirsty for Jesus for a long time, and I always have that thirst for God. And I think there's a thirst within me and you that nothing can feel that quench, nothing can quench that thirst but God himself. And I thank God for that thirst that's been in me. Thank that God for that thirst that's in you. In verse 38, says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This is what Jesus said. He that believe on me, and I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Out of my belly, rivers of living water. He's talking about the Spirit of God. If you believe on Jesus, as the scripture has said, the Spirit of God will be in you, and it will be a well of water spring up to life. That's what he's talking about. Verse number 38, 9 said, But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, but that Jesus was not yet glorified. Now check out verse 4. Israel is divided right here in this particular text over Christ. Verse 4 it says, Many of the people therefore, when they heard this saying, said of a truth, this is the prophet. So when they heard Jesus said, He that believe on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. I don't know about you, but I thank God for this living water uh, that's flowing out of me. Many of the people, when they heard Jesus say that, they said that, they said this is truly the prophet. This is the prophet that the, that was spake of of old time that shall come. Many of them believed that. They thought that. They knew that in their heart. And they said this is truly uh, the prophet. Verse 41 said, all said, this is the Christ. They believe also when they heard what Jesus said. Believe on me as the scripture has said. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Many of them said, oh, this is the Christ. Yes, he's the one. And listen to the rest of it. But some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? No, they had doubt. During the division, they had doubt. Verse 42, has not the scripture said that Christ coming to the seed of David and out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? Okay, so there is a divide. And look at verse 43 says, so there was a division there among the people because of him. Did you see that? 
The scripture said there was a division among the people because of him, because of Jesus, brothers and sisters. There is a divide in our world today. They may not say it because of Jesus, but that's what it is. It's because of good versus evil. Because of Jesus, everybody is divided. It's because of Jesus, people, they don't want this. They don't want the things of God. It's because of him our country is divided. Some say, well, we can live our lives the way we want to live. Well, there's a divide. When Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that come out of the mouth of God. So there is a divide. And there it is, brothers and you have to understand the division always was, it always will be a divide because of Jesus Christ. He said right here in verse 43, let's read it again. So there was a division among the people. Because of him. Today, brothers, I want you to know that this division is all about Jesus. It's because it's about right and wrong. It's about good versus evil. You got to understand that. That's what it's all about. You got one side uh, don't believe in the things of God. They don't want the Bible. They don't want the church. They don't want the Christian. And then the other side believe in religious liberty, religious freedom. You, you have the right to practice your religion. And you got another side say, keep your religion to yourself. Keep it in the house, keep it in your heart, keep it within your four walls. The, the, the whole thing is about Jesus Christ. And so there was a division among the people because of him. There it is. Our world is divided. Why? It's divided because of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, but I hope and pray our world may always be divided. Oh, yeah, divide, division is not bad. It's not bad. It's a good thing, especially when you're on the right side. Now, it's a bad thing if you're on the wrong side. I thank God for Jesus Christ today that I'm on the right side of God, and I want forever still on the right side of God. There will always be division. I thank God for the vision. Jesus said, and that you put a difference between the holy and the unholy. That's a division right there, that you put a difference between the good and the bad. That's a division right there. Amen. So the, that you put, make a difference between the clean and the unclean. There's a division right there. So division is not bad. It's a good thing if you're on the right side of God. What we have to do as Christians today, we got to get on the right side of God. Amen. Because there's always going to be division. You just be on the right side. And my prayer is that you line up today. Make sure that you are on the right side. And my heart goes out to the Christians today who have aligned themselves with the worldview. And not with the biblical view of what's, what's good for us as a people. But we have to make sure that you align yourself with the right side. I thank God for Jesus today. And that people were divided, there was division because of him. Yes, a lot of folks not going to like you because you love Jesus. A lot of folks going to call you crazy and talk about you and say many things that they shouldn't say, all because of Jesus. But let them talk, brothers and sisters. I want to encourage you this day, stay on the Lord's side. That's what the prophet said in the Old Testament. He said, who's on the Lord's side? Come on over here. I pray today that you stay on God's side. You're on the right side of the, of the dividing line. Stay with God, brothers and sisters. May God bless you. May God keep you. That's my prayer. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope.
and dwell in love.